You are now listening to The Oliver Manley Show. Hey guys, how's it going? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, depending on when you're tuning into this, whether you are working out right now, driving, or doing the dishes, the the things that I do when I'm listening to a podcast, I'm really happy and grateful that you've decided to tune in today. I am your host, Oliver Manalise, and in the show, we explore the breakdowns and breakthroughs of everyday heroes, and the reason why this is so important to me is because we might have somebody that we look up to in our lives, people that inspire us and motivate us, but we might not necessarily stop and have conversations about the struggles and challenges that are happening behind the scenes, or we might not realize that they have such an intense story that they've come from, or even the the authors or the speakers or the entrepreneurs or whatever it is that we might idolize and we might we might admire. And, and they're, though they're super successful, we might not realize that they have breakdowns that are happening as we speak. So part of my job is to get into the nitty gritty details about those breakdowns and then uncover, deconstruct and extract the insights that they use to create a breakthrough, the things that we can all apply and take action on to improve our own lives, our own businesses, our own relationships. So today we have a really special guest and before we get into that I wanted to invite you to sign up for my weekly newsletter called Oliver's Picks. Every day we are bombarded with so much content, it can get so, so noisy. I don't know if you can relate with that, but in my newsletter, I curate the best of the best of what I'm learning, reading, and listening to, the things that I find educational and empowering, and these are the things that end up in my newsletter. So if you're interested in getting a curated dose of wisdom and inspiration, every single Friday you can sign up at olivermanalise.com forward slash picks. As well, I am an ontological coach and I work with leaders in aligned reinvention. All that means is I support people in having their life, their business, and their relationships reflect their deepest purpose on this planet. So if you happen to know somebody who's looking for that type of support or if that somebody is you, please send me an email at podcast at olivermanalise.com and we can set up a complimentary session, a real deep dive. We'll spend a lot of time together and My promise is that regardless of whether we end up working together or not, my goal is to have you walk away with the tools and the actions that will transform your life and a conversation that you will remember forever. And finally, if you have been listening to the show and getting a ton of value from it, please subscribe to the podcast and share it on your social media. If you're also inspired to, this is an this is a very important ask. Head on over to iTunes, give us a five-star rating, and write us a review. The reason why that's so important is that there are some great guests that we have on the show with incredible, empowering messages and and deep and intense stories that they've they've worked so hard on being able to open up about. And this is how we spread their stories, spread their messages. This is how the show gets more visibility. So if you can head on over to iTunes and and write us a review, give us a five star rating, that would mean so much. I really appreciate your support. Today, my guest is speaker, author, and success coach, Mike Gillespie. You can find more information about Mike at mikegillespie.com. 
Mike is somebody who's played a huge role in my life. He's a longtime friend, a source of inspiration for me, someone I get to hang out with every single week with our weekly accountability calls and witness all the crazy things he's up to, the crazy biohacking he's doing, the, the new nutritional experiments that he's doing, the, you know, the, the Spartan races, the Tough Mudders, the, the marathons, all the crazy things that he's doing. But you know what? If you don't know who he is, he is somebody who's really, really driven to help people live their best lives. He does this by inspiring and motivating and kicking butts into action to help people reach their goals sooner. He has had the privilege of coaching numerous individuals to create successful lives and careers. And through his coaching, online blog, and weekly Start Me Up newsletters, he truly inspires and motivates people to live more balanced and fulfilling lives overflowing with energy happiness and purpose he is somebody if you watch him on facebook and you get to know him face to face you realize that he is a living example of the stuff that he preaches that he teaches mike uses clear language and tools to empower clients to break free of their complacency and limiting beliefs helping them clarify their goals to achieve maximum results mike draws from his experiences over the years to bring more fun freedom and fulfillment to everyone he meets in our conversation today, we talk about so many different things. We talk about how one time he was so, so busy with two phones, one on each hand, trying to type on his laptop, trying to watch his kid at the same time. There's this epic photo of him doing that and then moving towards truly slowing down, being present and appreciating his life. We talk about how he went from being so focused on making money, making wealth to now having his sole focus being making an impact on the world. We talk about this intense leave of absence that he took for two years from his government job so that he can explore his dreams and explore his purpose and his passions. And then all of a sudden having to go back, having to go back to that old nine to five. We talk about what that was like. We talk about different exercises that can support you in creating a sense of balance in your life. The importance of self-awareness, why you don't need to finish what you start, the role regrets have played in his life, how you don't really have to wait to get and live the things that you want. Mike has so much energy and it's really inspiring. It's going to fire you up towards the life you've always wanted to live. I'm really excited to share this episode of the show with you. So let's give a very warm welcome to my man, Mike Gillespie. Okay, I am here with Mike Gillespie. I am so excited to have you here, man. We've known each other for many, many years. Firstly, through the real estate, uh, the real estate investing world. <laughs> that feels like a whole lifetime ago, but I'm really excited to have you on, man. Thanks for being here. Yeah, it's all good, man. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, so you are, uh, you're somebody who has had a huge impact on my life. You've had, I know I, we talk about this and I, and I tell you this in real life, but you do, you've, you've had an impact on my life uh, when it comes to your support, our accountability calls every single week and, uh, you know, supporting each other in our transformations and our reinvention over the years from uh, one career to the next. And yeah, and just watching you just pursue your different projects and how you, one of the bigger things is like your family and your kids and, and your traveling. But um, yeah, there's so many things about you that actually inspire me. And I know a lot of people are watching you uh, on Facebook as well and get inspired by very similar things. Oh, I forgot to mention it. And your health and your crazy commitment to your physical fitness. So yeah, um, yeah so that's why I wanted to have you on just because 
you're somebody who's influenced my life and made an impact on my life. And I would just love to uh, have you share a little bit about your message and, and your story and what's been going on for you for, for all the people who might not have met you yet or are just looking at uh, deepening their awareness around what's been going on for you recently and also just get even get some some backstory. Yeah, cool. Uh, I appreciate that. Um, likewise, I, you know, you've had a, a huge uh, impact on my life and you're do, up doing some really cool stuff. And it's, uh, it's awesome, you know, how way back in the day, how we got connected through real estate. So yeah, just to give the, the listeners for those that I'm not connected with, just kind of a little bit of the backstory. So uh, I'm married. I have two daughters, uh, one's seven, one's 10. And I was very, very busy uh, back in the day. And, you know, I've, I've made a lot of shifts in my life. Uh, I worked in a job, I worked uh, at a computer background and I worked for the government. And, you know, I went right from school. Um, you know, I did what people said you should do. You know, you, you, you go finish high school, you go to university, you, you know, you get a, you get a job, you get married, you have kids. You know, I kind of followed that path until I realized that was someone else's um, version of life. And I wasn't a fan of it. You know, I tried it. I didn't like it. So instead of talking about it and complaining about it, I, I did something about it. So, you know, it, it wasn't tough to quit a government job because obviously there's that high wage, there's the job security, there's the benefits, there's vacation, all the good stuff that comes along with having a job. But the one thing that was very undervalued and underrated and this goes across to other industries and other jobs as well was fulfillment. Um, when I first started at my job, I loved it. It was a challenge. There was a lot of variety. Uh, there was a lot of like newness to it. People were cool. It was a fun atmosphere. Then again, following the norm and what people tell you to do is, you know, you, you get promoted because you, you can make more money and then life just gets better because you have more money. And that's the path that I followed. Um, long story short, with work, the higher I got promoted, the less and less I enjoyed myself and the less fulfillment that I got out of my day. And over time, it started to, to really eat at me uh, more and more so. The more I hung around people there and, you know, there was some negativity, a lot of complaints, a lot of people, you know, kind of counting down to retirement. So, you know, like my big epiphany there was, you know, I, I looked around and people, they call them lifers. They're there for <laughs> 25 or Sounds 30 like prison. years. Yeah, it does, doesn't <laughs> it? And I looked around, I'm like, wow, if, if I stay here, the chances of me turning into that is great because I'm surrounded by that. And I'm like, I, I don't want that. So early on, when I first started there, my wife and I, we were fortunate enough to be introduced to different business ideas. Um, I gravitated to real estate investing, a book that really switched my outlook on you know, business and money and entrepreneurship was Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. I had some friends that were investing uh, in real estate um, at work. Yeah. So back then I was just a sponge. I was just, you know, asking them how they did it. And, you know, instead of knowing every little bit about it, I knew enough to make me feel comfortable to invest and then I just did it and then learned along the way. So over the years we we bought more and more properties. Mm -hmm. 
And then, uh, you know, I was at my job for 13 years and about halfway in, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. So probably about the six year mark, I realized how about I try something different? How about I put a plan in place to exit this place? So the plan at the time was buy enough houses to supplement my income with the cash flow that I get from the investments. And then, you know, in 18 or 20 years, you know, like just keep doing this. And then these houses will be um, an education fund for our kids. Yeah. Uh, that was the plan back then. So and real estate had a huge, I mean, it's a huge part of your story and it's a, it's the reason why we met, but um, yeah. I'm curious, did you always have like a knack for learning? Like, you, you sounded like you had a moment where you just became super passionate about real estate and uh, it was Rich Dad, Poor Dad was one of the first books. But did you always have that in your life where you, you find something that you love and you just get uh, really interested or obsessed with it that it kind of drives you? Because, I mean, what you were saying, it sounds like there, there's parts of your job where it's like you're getting promoted and then... You're, yeah. you're like, here's a, here's something in the tech industry or you're doing it or whatever it was. And then you got promoted, but the motivation went down and then like it started to kind of go away. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely have, um, a, a passion for things that interest me. Um, so in my job, the more I got promoted, the less that I, like when I first started there, there was a training budget for everybody. Yeah. And some of the, the lifers didn't feel the need to use their training budget um, because they, they already had a job and they had the sense of entitlement of why do I need to learn more? So I remember I would use my training budget and then I would use all the extra of their training budgets. <laughs> I, I was just like a massive sponge back then. Again, I was interested in what I was learning. That was like the as first got, part of the, in your career. In the beginning. Yeah, right at the beginning. You know, just straight out of school. I had my two co-op work terms there. And then they hired me right on out of school, like within a month. So again, like, um, you know, one of my regrets, and we can come back to this later, was uh, just going right from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, and no real breaks. It's just, you know, I graduated college. I got my uh, diploma. And then I got my job where I had my co-op work terms. You know, I would have... Looking back, I would have loved to just take a break, do some backpacking in Europe and explore South America. Which is and, what you're doing I, now. Right. So, <laughs> so you get to you get to do that now because you have that you had that regret, but you're saying like looking back, you were jumping yeah. from one thing to the next and yeah. what was what was behind that? Was it like your parents or your friends around you who were just like, Okay, well this is the template of life, so I'm gonna do that. I'm just gonna keep what? It seemed like the cool thing to do at the time. All the cool, all the cool kids were doing it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Just influences, right? You know, the parents say, "Go to school; it leads to a job, and leads to money, and money makes you happy." You know, um, and I don't just get that from my parents. You get that through influences. Um, yeah, all over the place. It's everywhere. You know, there's no shortage of um, references to that. So, um, yes, coming back to your point, if there's something that interests me, um, I get, I do get obsessed with it, you know, and back mm. about halfway into working at my job, you know, I, 
I didn't I didn't want to work anymore. So I was really gravitated to personal growth and uh, personal development and entrepreneurship. You know, I bounced around from a bunch of different businesses and I thought that the more things and I, I lacked confidence back then and from time to time I obviously still do. But um, back then um, when I was planning to leave my job, I would get into multiple business ventures um, hoping that one would catch on um, yeah. because if one failed, I'd have some other ones to fall back on. But again, looking back, it's like putting your eggs in multiple eight, baskets. Yeah. So instead of having eight things on the go and allocating like 5% of my time to each one, not making much progress in any of them. Now I focus on fewer things and you know, you and I share weekly about all the shit that we have on the go. Mm -hmm. And I always see you, you know, shaking your head. It's like, dude, you have too much shit on the go, <laughs> right? So yeah, it's pretty. Um, it's pretty intense <laughs> to see your list. You're like, yeah, I got ninety uh, percent uh, of my list of 120 things done this week. I'm like, what the? Well, you know, you have you have kids and you have a house and you have investment properties and you have a business, you have a wife, you yeah. have all this other stuff. But like, I'm sure people grow into being able to do those kinds of things. But um, yeah. so yeah, yeah, I had one question there, like. Was it an indicate when you were kind of bored and not using those training budgets? Was that like an indication for you that oh something's going on here? Like I'm just like stagnant and not kind of engaging myself. Like was that an yeah. indicator for you too? Yeah, because uh, it was very tough for me because I'm in the computer industry and that changes all the time. Technology's always changed. So that's right. Uh, when I first started there, I'm all over it. Everything's all cool. It's all interesting. It's all new. But as I grew, promoted, I had less variety. I basically sat in my office and I was on teleconferences with 30 people that couldn't make a decision and our projects would go backwards. So I wasn't oh, interested God. in learning this new stuff. Mm -hmm. And it affected my confidence in a big way because I didn't know what the hell I was doing <laughs> because I didn't care to learn the new stuff. So as things got assigned to me, it was affecting me and it was affecting me more outside of work that I didn't really take into account. Um, one of my mentors of mine, he, he, he just brought up something simple to me. He's like, you realize that you're at your job, the majority of your awake time. Yeah. So a big aha for me, like I used to think that I was happy and I used to think I was confident, but as I stayed in my job longer, I wasn't getting those things at work. So I was unhappy at work and I lacked confidence at work because I wasn't kept up to speed with things um, because I didn't want to go on any more training. So I was at my job the majority of my awake time being unhappy and lacking confidence. And here I was trying to build businesses. I was trying to raise joint venture capital and all this shit outside of work <sighs> in my extra time. And I was wondering, what, what the heck? You know, why, why doesn't anyone want to invest with me? Well, you know, there's the, the spillover of my day, eight hours doing shit I don't like, and then trying to come home and putting on my confident hat, expecting that, uh, you know, I'm going to just have all this money show up to me so I can buy more properties. So it's kind of like compartmentalize. It's like, okay, over here, I can be happy and confident because I'm raising money. And that, and like you, it was like almost separate, but you is it the fact that you realize that they're not really separate? 
Like if you're spending 40, 50 hours a week doing something that you dread or you just get, you're bored of, it kind of transfers yeah. over. Like I'm not yeah. as excited or energetic or influential when it comes to uh, yeah. your, your side hustle, like your side project. Yeah. You know, you, you always hear people talk about work-life balance. You, you hear me talk a lot about balance as well. You know, I don't like to separate the two. You know, it's all, it's all life. Mm-hmm. Like I call it, I call it life balance, yeah. work, profession, uh, business. Like it's all, it's a component of it. Right. And you know, the, the people separate it as like a 50, 50 work and then the rest of life. Mm-hmm. No work is one piece of the pie. You know, it's it like my pie is like one eighth. Yeah. You know, there, there's, there's money, there's profession, there's health, there's personal growth, giving back. There's all, you know, there's different pieces of the pie. Part and of the same thing. People, they put this huge focus on the money and the profession. Um, but, you know, I, I've come to realize that once you start working a little bit of different areas of your life, and, you know, we're probably going to talk a little bit about simplicity here. And there was one exercise that was shared to me many, many years ago, ironically, from a business coach of mine, one of the businesses I was building up. She was helping me create a business plan. And then she shared this life balance wheel with me. Yeah. Many, many years ago. I, I did it at the time, you know, uh, and I'm like, what the heck? I'm paying you a lot of money for business stuff and you're you're giving me this shit. And I just kind of dismissed it. You laughed at it. Filed it away on my on my bookshelf and you know, um, years later, I'm doing a cleanup and conveniently I pull out that piece of paper among thousands of pieces of paper. And I'm like, oh, shit. I wonder, how, look how it was back then. I wonder what it's like now. For the so people I, listening who don't know what the life balance wheel is and what it looks like, can you just explain briefly? Yeah, sure. It's, uh, it's basically a visual representation of the different areas of your life. And I talked about pieces of the pie. So think of a circle. And for me, like I've it's cut up into just eight different areas of your life. Um, haven't memorized them all, but I mentioned a little bit earlier, you know, health, uh, profession, relationships, personal growth, uh, yeah. money, that type of stuff. Right. And then, uh, basically you just, it's a rating system from one to 10 and you go through each area of your life. Um, you look at your money, how happy are you with your money levels? Rate it from one to 10, you know, you give it a six, mm-hmm. whatever, and you just shade it in. And you just go around the wheel and you shade them all in. Um, and then you step back and look at it. And um, it's you want to shoot for balance. Um, you don't want to shoot for tens and everything um, because that's not going to happen right away. Yeah. The, the so biggest like the intention is to have it round, like to actually yeah, be a wheel. Yeah. A wheel so think of, it, think of it as a wheel. And after it's colored in, it's going to be jagged. Um, but now, you know, it's awareness. So yeah. then just think it, just pretend like you've cut it out and now it's starting to, to move. If it's really jagged, you're not going to get mo- much momentum at all. True. And it's just, you're going to hit these potholes, but the more round it is, the more momentum you can get, the more momentum you can get. So if you've got a bunch of eights and then you have a bunch of threes, you're going to get some great momentum during the eights. Then you're hitting a pothole. Then it takes mm. you a little bit to get moving again. So the, the concept is. You want to try to get to round it out as best you can so you can get some momentum Mm -hmm. and then the momentum picks up more and more as you increase the value of your numbers. So again, like total simplicity. This is an exercise that probably takes me less than five minutes and I try my best. I have uh, appointment reminders in my calendar to remind me to do this 
once every three months. Yeah. And then I, yeah, I don't look at previous exercises before I do the next exercise. And then after I do it, I reference back and I'm like, okay, let's, let's see how we're progressing. And then you've changed and it instantly shows you where you need to focus some attention. Otherwise you're going to keep hitting those potholes and you're not going to get any momentum. So this was a big, um, game changer for me when I was planning on leaving my job. So uh, I knew I didn't want to work, but I didn't know what the heck I wanted to do. So, and this is an important one to share with people because a lot of people, they don't take the time to figure shit out. For me, I had some flexibility where I could take a couple leave of absences. So I took one year unpaid leave of absence just to, just to test some stuff out. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew I liked real estate. I knew I liked helping people. So I put the two together and I became a real estate business coach. So I was doing that. Things were going well. So, so, this is dr- so during your leave of absence, this was your experiment. Real yeah. estate business coach. Okay. Yeah. So before yeah. you fully quit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, it cool. wasn't just, I hate my job. I'm just going to quit and then figure it out. Yeah. Uh, you, that, had think, you had a family <laughs> to think about, expenses yeah, to think about. It, and... It's not so easy to do that when you have some of these other things. So that may work for some people. Other people, not so much. And that yeah, was yeah. me. Yeah. So things were going well. I'm like, this, I think I, I think I found it. You know, I think this, this could work. So I asked for another year leave of absence. They said, yes. So you went to back. You, so in between the, in between that, you went back to work, right? For how uh, long? No, not yet. So I had two years off, two Jesus. unpaid leave of absences. <laughs> yeah. So like when I considered doing something like that years prior, I'm like, I can't do that. How do I cut all this wage? And um, and I remember the one question that really stuck with me from, and you reminded me of this too. It was from the four hour work week, Tim Ferriss, what's the worst that can happen? Mm-hmm. So any big decision, any decision you're thinking about uh, embarking on, ask yourself that question because usually we, we um, exaggerate how bad it could be. And that I did. So here I was two weeks, two years, unpaid leave of absence. You know, the bank accounts came down. And that's because you had savings, you had your investment property, you had income property. Yeah. You're famous for stuff. showing the all of your your rent checks. Yeah. <laughs> like a People baller on the first of the month. Yeah. Oh, God. Exactly. That's insane. So, um, so that's uh, that's kind of how I, 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 I transitioned out of my job. And, you, and coming back to, yes, I did go back to work after the two years. And that was absolutely miserable as you can remember from our calls, uh, because here I was, I found that I, I know what I want to do. I have the confidence. I, I've proven to myself I can do it because I have paid coaching clients. Um, and then my wife, she started in on the personal growth journey. She actually went to Ireland and you were actually at yeah, that Yeah, with me. Yeah. Not with me, but we met there. And- <laughs> yeah. And uh, she realized that her work was shit. And she comes home and she's like, I want to quit. I'm like, oh, <laughs> so you know, I beat you to it. I'm like Mr. Planner. You know, I want to quit my job. I, you know, let's buy houses and get some cash flow. And here's how much money I need to make us feel at ease for me to quit. So, long story short, she hated her job more than me. So I went back to my job because I didn't want to add extra financial stress um, of us both being off. Yeah. It, you know, it was painful, 
But I, I don't really regret going back because I think it would have been worse on us. And I don't like to come into like new business in the in the sense of desperation. So, so at the time, I'm trying to find like new coaching clients, and I don't want to be desperate yeah. to to get these clients to put money in our bank account. So, so when you were so when you went back to work, yeah, did it did it sting because you're here you are two years leave of absence. You're exploring this new career. You're doing real estate business coaching. And just because of circumstances, um, even though you were planning on and had anticipated that, okay, this is my new career path and eventually I'm going to quit my job, you went back in. Like you took two years off from a job that you were at, what, 15 years at the time? You were in it for 15 or 16 years by that point? A little less, yeah. Or less, less than that or whatever it was. Yeah, it was a lot. So did did it feel odd or awkward? Did you feel frustrated with yourself or anything like that during that yeah it was uh it was it was very difficult you know there was some second guessing um i actually asked for a third year leave of absence um because that i created some safety nets for me so as you said i had the real estate some income coming in from that you know there was some padding in our bank accounts some just to make it us feel a little more at ease plus i always had that whole safety net of wow I could go back to my job. So mm. I asked for a third year leave of absence. They basically said, screw you. You know, if you want to work here, you got to come back and work here. Otherwise, uh, leave. So, uh, yeah. So having to go back after all that uh, hurt. And, you know, my you know my bosses, my supervisors and managers there, I felt more distant because, you know, I was away and, you know, there's – Trying to catch You're up. Disconnected from the whole operation. Yeah. So my days when I was off, like it took me some time to get used to uh, not having to go to work from eight in the morning to four o'clock. You know, people like there people, tons of people. Like, oh, you know, if I had this money, I'd have all this freedom. Well, you know, I always challenge people. I'm like, well, what, what does freedom mean? What does that What does that mean? Well, I'll get to do whatever I want to do. Well, that's, okay. yeah, that's a go lot. On. Yeah, go on. You know, that's... like what, you know, this is this is your day now. Like you have this amount of time. So, you know, give it some thought. So it, it took me, it took me months to get used to settling into this new schedule. So um, having to go, having to go to work from eight till four for 13 years, then I'm off for two years. Now I've got this schedule. I'm kind of getting used to shit. Then I'm going back to work on this shit schedule again. And then my kids are starting to get older. They're starting different stages in their life, different yeah. schools and trying to transport everyone around and go to work and build businesses sometimes while I'm there on lunch breaks and other stuff. And then coming so home. Were you focused? Like, um, so you were collecting a paycheck, you went back to work and how much, I mean, how much of yourself were you were actually present and showing up and contributing to to the job. Yeah, so that was uh, so that's another thing. So lots of guilt for me uh, in the end. So when I first started in my job, I was the guy to get shit done. Mm-hmm. You know, I I I I always get praise from the director. She's like, oh well, what's your secret? You know, you're doing probably like fifty percent more calls than other people. What are you doing? And I was young back then. I'm like, I'm just I'm just working. You know, calls yeah, come in, excited. I pick them up, I go do it. Yeah, I was There's excited. A learning curve. Yeah, 
And then as time went on, and, and when I went back to work, like I would do so much there and, you know, I'd get pissed off at the other people because, you know, they wouldn't, I don't know if I'd, I'd really get pissed off, but I would always wonder like, well, what am I doing in all four, right? But I didn't yeah. mind because I liked it. Um, but as it went on, you know, I started complaining a little bit because eventually I, I stopped enjoying what I was doing. And then it was just That's the shift sign. from, <laughs> I used to be the guy that did all of the work. And then, uh, when I went back to my work, like I felt real bad because I was not into it at all. And I made excuses and the work ended up getting put off on other people. So now I was that guy. I and it's was like the you're, and, and there's another part of you in your life where you are like high performing, excited, interested, obsessed, passionate about all these different areas like like health and business and personal growth and things like that and then now you're <laughs> dipping back in and you're like one of those lifers yeah like the so, lifers yeah. who weren't investing in themselves who are yeah and you and i we've, we've talked a bunch about about integrity mm -hmm. right yeah and you know when you live out of integrity you know areas of your life are gonna uh you know in the life balance wheel they're gonna start to come down is that what happened you know, being out of integrity at your job, taking a paycheck for work that you weren't fully into. And like yeah. you said, your, your other people were picking up the slack. Yeah. That's, How did that affect that, you? Uh, it affected me a lot. Cause I don't, uh, I don't like that. And you know, it's kind of like I'm taking advantage of things mm. and it doesn't sit well with me. And you know, part of me is like they were, they were doing some downsizing, um, getting rid of some people. And I was bitter because I put my hand up right away, pick me, get rid of me, give me a package. And they gave packages to other people that still wanted their jobs. And here I am saying, hey, over here. I want take to mine. leave. <laughs> and they wouldn't. So part of me was like, I was bitter around that, that like, I don't, I don't want to be here, but I can't, I can't quit can't right leave. now. But if you give me a package, it's, I saw it as a win-win. Obviously I'm biased because I wanted the package and. I thought, well, why, why would you tell someone else they had to quit their job when you can just take my job and we're good? Mm -hmm. So anyway, so that's, that's what I was kind of hanging on longer for. I was, I was waiting for the buyout package. So, um, so that's kind of the work and how I made my way to kind of where I'm at now. So, yeah, so um, eventually you quit, you, you you left the job. Yeah. Um, that's not what, two years ago now? Almost three. Almost three years ago. Oh my God, yeah, so May. Much time passes. Yeah. So tell us, give us an idea of where you're at right now. What's so you you quit your job? Um, yeah. You have all these other projects. Just give us an idea. Give us a snapshot. Yeah. So when I quit, when I officially quit my job, my wife she was already out of her job. She went back to school. She found what she likes to do, and now she's in a job that she enjoys, which is awesome. Um, so. Before I quit, I made sure that I had a plan in place. You know, I made sure there was a certain amount of money in the account. I answered the question of what's the worst that can happen. Yeah. Uh, worst that can happen was I have all these houses. We can just start selling them. You sell one, there's another chunk of cash. So my big uh, transformation went from making money and the future you know, buy a bunch of houses so when we retire we can live life. Yeah. And I changed that from 
um, two, living in the now and being uh, present and not so much focused on money, but focus more on experiences. So, you know, um, uh, so it's been three years. So, you know, the bank accounts have started to come down. Um, you know, we're just about to close on another sale of one of our houses. Um, and it's pretty cool. Like the plan has, has worked out pretty well. Um, well, you've been doing so many things. You've, you've right. You've been raising money. You've like to tell us a little bit about the, like all the different projects that you've been able to do coming from this place of being the moment. Um, it's, it's about experiences rather than money. Cause you've gone and traveled and you've gone and uh, done retreats and you've yeah. like, tell, tell us about that. Yeah. So some things that haven't stopped is, is personal growth stuff. So I still go to events. I go to conferences. I read books. I, I, I listen to webinars, all that stuff, you know, that stuff doesn't change. Um, you know, I've started to get a lot more focused, um, probably mostly because I don't have as much shit on the go. So I can make a lot more progress on things. Mm -hmm. You know, this last six months, I've gotten crystal clear on the shit that, you know, I want to create. Now it's a matter of getting rid of some of the residual stuff. And I talked to you about this before about different life transitions. So I transitioned from a job into entrepreneurship. And primarily it was real estate related. It was buying investment properties and it was helping other people do the same. And then I had some little side businesses on the side. So now I'm, I'm in transition mode again. Um, I'm transitioning out of real estate. I'm not selling at all, but I'm transitioning more of my duties. So I'm giving away some of, uh, you know, the property leasing services, the property management services. I'm converting some of our rental houses from student rentals, mm -hmm. which has yearly turnover and more management to family rentals. And I'm going to get a property manager to look after those. So I still believe in real estate as an investment. I haven't bought one in years. Um, our real estate investments have done very, very well. Yeah. You know, originally we bought for cash flow because that's what I needed to quit my job. Now the places where we've bought are it's a very hot market right now, and the real estate values have gone up a lot. So You're our gonna, cash you flow. You can go to your past self and give them a high five. Yeah. Like, thanks, buddy. Um, so <laughs> really good. Cash flow has been affected because I walked away from a high paying job and so did my wife. But our net worth has gone up since we quit because of some of the decisions we made to buy real estate. Yeah. Uh, so a yeah. long time ago, you made these decisions and they're turning yeah. out to be like some of yeah. the most supporting aspects of your life. Right. So, so some of the things that I've been able to do. Um, you know, I talked a little bit earlier about regret. You know, I'm all about, you know, no regrets. You know, you've all watched these videos online of uh, the older people on their deathbed giving advice about yeah. things they would have liked to do in their life. And, you know, one of their, their big regrets is just not doing more like traveling and connectedness and experiences. And, and you know, I, I reflected on that. And I, I love travel. I love exploration. I love adventure. So, you know, uh, my, my big thing, uh, how I wanted to do backpacking, um, after I graduated college or university, I didn't do yeah. it. So I'm doing it now. Um, last year I went on my first backpacking trip. I went to Thailand, um, with just a backpack 
Um, I I met up with a buddy who I met at a Tony Robbins Unleash the Power Within. We both staffed the event and we met and we just, we traveled around Thailand for almost three weeks. Um, Sure. It's difficult. It's very, it's tough. It's tough. You know, having the family, having the kids and um, having the businesses and I don't work. So how is it with money? Like all these things come up, but you know, a lot of them, like it's excuses. And if there's things that are important to you in your life, <laughs> hear that people, you, you got to figure out a way to make it happen yeah. because if you don't do it, a part of you dies. You have that regret. Right? Yeah. On your deathbed. And the longer and longer it goes on, the less and less you can do it. And you know, I always used to like focus and the majority of people do this work for a long time. Then you get to retire and have fun. No, enjoy the freaking journey because your retirement is like older age. Like you're not guaranteed. You can get smoked by a car at any time. Not guaranteed. Absolutely. You could get you could get some sickness, or you know, um, maybe you have a sedentary lifestyle. You work in an office and you don't get a lot of exercise, and you eat like shit, and you're overweight. You just shorten your lifespan. Now, when you're 60, 65, or whatever, it's time to retire. You probably don't feel like going on a cruise now because your knees are shit and your hips and you're going to fall and injure yourself. So this life that you think that you're creating for yourself, you work your ass off for. Like I work my fucking ass off um, working a full-time job, having the family, uh, building these this rental portfolio. Um, I got to a point I'm like, what the hell is this all for? When I first got into it, I used to Some think like, distant oh. future. I want to buy 50 houses and apartment buildings because that's what all the other people want, right? This is round number. No reason to do it, right? And I'm like, fuck that. I, I don't I don't want all that. No, it's, it's okay. Like real estate's a good investment, but mm. I want what real estate can give me. And I want it, I want it now. I want to enjoy it now. So yeah, I got so our portfolio up to a certain uh, an amount. I'm like, okay, let's just – fuck, we could just sell it. a house and we could – we could go traveling for half a year. So I'm from- interested in like, so you have, um, you, you have a ton of energy. You're motivated. You have a very strong constitution about you. When people look at you, they're like, shit, like Mike knows what he wants. He's going after it. He's taking action. And yeah. um, we all, we all get this, this view from the outside, from the highlight reel of Facebook of like, shit, look at him. He's, he's doing his sprints and he's cashing his rent checks and he's, to going to this wicked event where you know uh, people like Gary V and uh, <laughs> the Minhas yeah. Manjit Minhas is there from the Dragons Den. So your life, um, it like it very much is awesome, and I've spent time with you, and there's so many incredible aspects of it. But uh, are there anything? Is there anything recent that has had you at a point where it's like, holy shit, I'm still holding on to this? Because for me, when I look at uh, you as a, you're reinventing yourself a part of reinvention is like letting go of something old. And that's where the breakdown happens where it's like, holy crap, like something needs to change and something needs to, to transform right now. And if I don't, then I might find a way to have it feel like it's sorted out and feel like it's dealt with. But all of a sudden it comes back, it returns until I actually realize that it's time to fully let go to make room for what's next. So do you have yeah. any, any recent, challenges that you're facing like what what's what's something on your mind that's kind of that's that's been uh something for you to overcome yeah well 
to do new stuff, you, you need to let go of some old stuff. Uh, you, you know, you only have so much time in the day. And, you know, me leaving my job, that had to go in order to free up some time to do some of the shit that I'm doing now. So I'm in transition mode again from real estate investor to, um, uh, you know, I'm creating some online programs around health, health and wellness. You know, I have uh, a great passion for that now. These last three years, I've really spent a lot of time, you know, learning new things on health and wellness and nutrition and balance and a whole, whole it, it's not just exercise and eating healthy. So, um, so it's taken me a long time to kind of let go of the real estate stuff. And I'm still kind of hanging on to some of this shit. And what, uh, are, what are the moments that have been like, because I mean, because we've talked about it, but I would love for you to share like those moments where you're, there's a frustration where it's like, it keeps c coming back. You use the word, like it's just residual stuff that you, that it's time to let go of. What yeah. kind of, uh, what, what shows up? Yeah. Well, what shows up? Well, I can give you an example. Yesterday, um, I'm getting some <laughs> awesome, <laughs> awesome momentum. I get really excited and really pumped up when I create, I'm creating these, these videos for this health program that I'm going to be putting out. And I fucking love creating them. I'll even go back to them sometime in the evening before I go to bed and, and just go through the presentation. I'm like, fuck, this is awesome. I love this yeah. shit. So yesterday, I'm, I'm I'm doing it. You know, I've been working on it for like, I'm just at a coffee shop, working on it for like two and a half hours. And then, you know, the family comes home. Like, um, you know, I, I snuck out to just do a little bit of work um, after they came home from school because it's not easy to work from home when they're here because, you know, they want to jump all over me, which is fun. But sometimes <laughs> I have to get some work done. So, yeah, at the coffee shop, doing my shit, uh, you know, I'm done. I'm about to come home for dinner. Um and I had a real estate transaction that has been put off um, because of the, the some issues with paperwork. You know, it's a rent to own. Lenders don't like doing it. You know, I've talked to you about about this before. And it was supposed to close today. And this is the second time that it got postponed. So you know, I was when was, to my your, wife when was the original? We started okay. the process back in November. <laughs> so you thought? I mean, you were anticipating that November would be. The closing and then it got rescheduled to what two weeks ago and then now now yesterday yeah no today yeah yeah so you know so my wife i'm like wow like you know i go from such a high you know i'm just entrenched in my passion right now because i've had a, a major transformation with with my health yeah and i feel amazing like my energy levels are always through the roof you're on fire I don't get man. sick and i want to share this shit with others uh like i get really passionate about this stuff because it's not difficult to kind of get back to, to good health and happy living. And that's, I get passionate because I, I want that for others. And, and then like the, the shit about this, this deal not closing today and stuff comes up and, um, it, I, it just deflates me. Like I'm on such a high and then I can, I can be brought down to such a low real quick. So for the people listening, all I just encourage you to, to, Check in with how you're feeling throughout the day. If you're feeling awesome, think about why you're feeling awesome and then do more of that. Conversely, think about why you're feeling like shit, you're sad, you have poor energy, whatever it is, um, and make note of it. You know, yeah. uh, 
you and I, like we use the word awareness a lot. Um, you use that word with me like eight years ago. I'm like, yeah, that's just airy fairy <laughs> shit. Um, and now it's like, it's everything, you know, you just, you just look around and you see shit differently. Like when you don't have as much shit on the go, you see more stuff. And one analogy I'd love to use, and it's from Lao Tzu, when your cup is full, stop pouring. It was <laughs> one of my favorite things I come back to because myself, 10 years ago, when I did this awareness exercise, the cup is the, sh the, sh the your life. And the amount of water that's in it is the shit that you're dealing with. Me, my faucet was still running. And it was overflowing. So, you know, we talk about creating space, all this stuff. I was so busy. I forgot shit. I missed out on stuff. There was yeah. opportunity everywhere. You know, I'm probably missing out on relationships, potential business opportunities because the information's coming in, but it's 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 just going right out of the cup. Yeah, there's so no there's the, no space for it. There's nothing. The biggest the big realization for me and, and the first step is awareness. So what's your awareness out, when it comes to this real estate deal? So the yeah. real estate deal, it took you off, it, it, it threw you for a loop. You're like super excited about your new product that you're working on. Then all of a sudden you get this news and then it brings you down. Like, do, do you yeah, stay, so do you stay, do you notice yourself still staying stuck in it? Is it hard to get out of it? Like what, what, what is the experience inside that kind of so like I, getting I brought was, down? I think it comes back to my confidence levels. So I hung on to more of my real estate duties because of money. It costs money to pay property managers. It costs money to pay property leasing services. Yeah. And I just thought that no one can do a better job than me. <laughs> and it's probably right. They're my it's, portfolio. I know the them most. the best. But the big thing came down to costs for me. Well, if I, I have to pay someone to do this, it'll cut into my cash flow. Now, I have greater confidence in my other abilities that I can offset that expense probably times 20 or times 50 so it's opportunity costs you know if i if i because with prop with investing and being a property manager there's reactive stuff a, there could potentially be a lot of it you know you can set up systems to reduce it but i still have some involvement in it even though i have a i have a great handyman he kind of acts as a property manager but mm. there's things that i still need to act on sometimes and so it's taking you I, years to like let go of those responsibilities because I've seen you, uh, yeah. you know, every year go through these challenges and struggles. And it's only in the last maybe six to 12 months where you've really implemented that. But you're saying yeah. there's still aspects of it that you're that, yeah. that you haven't fully let go of. Yeah. So I'm get, I'm just a lot more clear on what it is I want to do now. Yeah. So now I'm like, I don't have time to do these other things. And I'm okay to spend money to get other people to do it because I know what the fuck I'm meant to do. And it's not uh, property management. And what it's, does it cost you? Like, what, is it, what does it cost you if you were, like, managing the properties and managing it, managing it day to day and yeah. doing um, all that stuff? My student rental, it's $125 a month for our six-bedroom houses. It's around wow. 100 bucks a month. Yeah. Yeah. So I bring in over a thousand dollars a month in positive cash flow from these. So, you know, if I can hand off, you know, to five or 10% of that and give that away and 
know, even if I wanted to stay in real estate, managing my properties wouldn't be the best use of my time. Like me finding deals, me finding money to create more investments, that is what I, I want to suggest to the listeners. Find out what you're good at. Find out what you like to do and then outsource the rest because yeah. you're going to – that's what leads to exponential growth. You know, you get to focus your time on the shit that you enjoy doing. So for me, like some of the big things that I've held on for far too long is property management, property leasing, um, bookkeeping. Every year, you and I, it's in my, it's in our account, my accountability list, probably for two or two and a half months. There's always corporate taxes. There's always property leasing. Um, and there's probably some renovations on my rental properties always around. And what does that January, feel February. like having that as a, as an item every day. What does it day. feel like listening to me to tell you every freaking week? It, sounds, <laughs> I o- it say, sounds awful. You're like, dude, this is draining. <laughs> like, and, that's what, and, and that's what it is because it's like you have so many aspects of your life where you're so excited and then you have this news about this real estate deal or you have like these, uh, these tasks like bookkeeping and things like that. It sounds so draining. It's like the opposite of all the other things that you're, that you're yeah. up to. Like yeah, what, what that, are some it, insights that you're – what are some it insights some that time you gain? to realize that? And, yeah. and I think the more that I create space and the more I take time to kind of reflect on these things, the more I see it. Whereas before uh. when the cup was full and the cup was overflowing, it's just, it's just part of my thing. And there was no extra space for thought to think around that because it's just bombarded, you know, businesses, information. Oh, okay. Now it's, now I'm a lot more selective with opportunities. I say no a lot more. Um, to things so you hit the pause so if if you didn't hit the pause button then you wouldn't be slowed down enough to catch yourself or be aware of oh this is draining me this is actually energizing me and you could actually distinguish them but if you're too busy like if you're going 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 like you're 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 speeding by so fast that you can't even acknowledge oh this thing i shouldn't be doing this aspect of my business, I should hand that off and I could afford to hand that off to somebody else and it'll free me to do things I'm more energized and uh, inspired to do. So step one, become aware of is the cup overflowing? Is it filled to the rim or is there some space? The next step for me, I'll use myself as an example, I was overflowing and the faucet was still going, which meant I'm still saying yes to almost everything. Mm -hmm. I did the exercise. I just said, okay, this is where I'm at. First, next step, turn off the faucet. Stop adding new stuff. Start saying no more. Next step, figure out the shit that's in your cup. (laughs) What's in there? Yeah. So for me, like I had fucking network marketing businesses, real estate investing, uh, full-time job, dad, a whole bunch of shit. So it was – so then you create a list of all the stuff you have on the go. Then you go through your list, postpone, eliminate, delegate. Ooh, that's, what, yeah. that's what creates space in the cup. Okay, And then don't be so quick to fill the cup back up. <laughs> Enjoy the space for a bit and then see what comes of it. So, 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 I, so I took a leave of absence. That's me creating space, right? That's so now stopping, the, like, over, stopping the, the faucet. Yeah, so now I have some space in my cup to think about shit. Oh, I like to do this. Oh, maybe I'll try that. I don't. Okay, I tried it. I don't like it. Oh, I'll try this. So that's what I, that's kind of an example with my own life. 
So, so you're saying um, it begins with awareness. So notice what's happening with your cup. Is it overflowing? Is and that the the action would be okay. Stop. Like turn off the faucet. Is it yeah. up to the rim? Okay, you got to create space. Or like, um, or is there room in your cup? And then and then you look at what's actually in the cup. Like yeah. what what is the stuff you could actually choose? Do I delegate? Do I postpone? Do I do I eliminate? Yeah. And, it, and it's tough to look at that list because some of the things that were on my list, I spent a lot of time trying to build up. So it's 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 you have this invested amount of time. It's like, fuck, you know, I spent two years building this. Should I shelf this? Um, Ooh, yeah. And what's that like? It's not it's not easy because it almost feels like it's a waste. So I want to use a different example. I'm very passionate about education and inspiring our youth. You know, yeah. college, university kids, you know, my own kids. Um, so I bring this back to uh, a college or university kid of t- wasted time invested, right? You have these kids, they go to school and they're they're nudged by their parents that this is what you have to do. And society says you have to go to school. So they just arbitrarily pick some some subject in school. And now they're expected to study for the next bunch of years, uh, learning shit that they don't give a shit about and there's probably not going to be a job for them in the end anyway God. and then they're just laced with uh student debt and they're probably back at home so man i can i rant on this shit because i'm passionate about it um so anyways the point here is um if you're two years into your program and you know you, you don't like it you, you don't have to finish you can you can switch you can do something different but yeah. it, it's a challenge for kids nowadays because the parents it's, there's just so much pressure, you know. Oh, you've already committed this time. You might as well just finish. Yeah, there's what's a another. What's another two it. years? What's another twenty thousand dollars? Well, that's opportunity cost right there. For me, I I was in university. I studied business. I didn't like the the electives that they forced me to take next year. I switched into computers. They taught me shit old computer languages. <laughs> I switched to college and this was uh, an influential decision in my life because this was my my one of my first major decisions. Authentic. My parents wanted me to stay in university because it leads to more opportunity, supposedly. I switched to college, cost half the money. I went for half the time. I got twice the experience. I had two co-op work terms at the Ministry of Transportation, a government job. After I graduated within a month, I had a contract and had a full-time job at the government. So, you know, don't, I'm, I'm just, just always consider opportunity costs. And, um, yeah, that's that. So, and also um, I'd say ex- existential cost, because yeah. I mean, if you're, if you are bored and frustrated and unenergized, not energized, like, you know, when, when you had your job and you were, and you weren't learning anymore, you weren't uh, inspired to go find out what are the most recent uh, innovations in my field. Like you weren't doing that anymore. I feel like there's yeah. that existential cost of like, oh wow, I, this is not filling me up. This is not energizing me. I'm not inspired. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not drawn to anything here. Like that's yeah. that's something else as well. But I mean, I like what you're saying. People feel like because they have momentum, because they have a, it's it's like. They, they need to finish something, even though it's not even worth finishing, even that even though that time could be used, uh, ex, you know, hitting the pause button button and turning off the faucet and actually reflecting on their life. Like what other choices, what other options are there? That's another that's really powerful, man. I feel like yeah. 
most people think that just because they have a history with it, they have a future, but yeah. not necessarily. Yeah. Cool, yeah. man. So yeah, um, fulfillment is is the big one. Um, I remember Tony Robbins, uh, one of his quotes is, success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure. And that meant shit to me, like when I first read it many, many years ago, but now being on the other side, understanding fulfillment, like when I, when I, uh, mentioned me quitting my my job to other people people looking at me like I had two heads um, yeah. because uh, why would you want to quit you know you make so much money the benefits and, the security. and I said well well I, I'm not I don't enjoy it there and I'm not happy they're like yeah but you're making so much money and I'm like okay we're done you know this conversation's done and it some people get it because they understand that living isn't about money and I'll tell you, mm. uh, our bank accounts have come down. Um, our net worth has gone up, but I'm I'm happier now. And you know, yeah. uh, we bring in less money every month in cash flow. And I'm not against money because I love what it allows uh, you know us to do. It allows me to travel. It allows me to follow my passions. Um, we're building a school. Uh, we're doing school builds. Um, it helps to fund these things. Mm-hmm. You know, these are the, these are the things. Like I am, the two things that are driving me right now and super passionate about is education, um, building schools in other countries, um, helping to disrupt the education system locally because I feel it's broken and it doesn't prepare um, our kids for the real world. And I'm very passionate about health and wellness and energy and Mm. just living an awesome life and helping people um, figure out what they want to do and then and help them do it just help them around, help them along a similar path as i went down because i know there's a shitload of people out there that are not happy i, I probably i don't know the exact percentages but probably probably at least 60 percent of people would say that they're not happy in their current work right now but they're too scared to do anything about it they just accept that it is like that's just them that's just their job for the next 20 years like that's misery so what what like Lay it down for us. What's the bottom line? Like, what what do you have to say to people? What's, uh, your, what's your ultimate message? Yeah, I'm I'm a pretty simple dude. Uh, do more of what you love and less of what you don't. You know, like when people say that, you know, they talk about like weight loss, like even this program I'm creating. You know, I, I'm not just gonna fucking tell you what to eat and what not to eat and get your ass on the treadmill. There's so much more to life and energy and you know, weight loss and, you know, just being your best than just some of those things. So slow the fuck down (laughs) and figure, figure shit out, figure out, you know, start and turn off the faucet, empty the cup a bit, uh, explore, discover, um, and, you know, just don't live life so fast. You know, just slow, slow down. Yeah. Because life, life can pass by pretty fast, and especially parents with kids. You know, don't. I bet. Don't. You know, why, why have kids if you're not around to enjoy them? So, you know, a huge thing for me was I, I was very busy back then, and I missed out on on some of the early moments in my kids' lives, and I'm like, this, this sucks. Like, I want to be around. So instead of 
buying 50 more houses. I'm like, fuck it. We have enough houses. Why do we, why, why, you know, we get so busy trying to create the things to get us what we want, where, when, what we're actually doing and trying to create and the time allocated towards something is actually taking us away from the things we're actually looking to get. Yeah. Does that make sense? I know I, I, I spoke around that a lot, but no, just I, like no, for I me, exactly like, what you mean. like, like I, I wanted to spend more time with my kids. Well, well, just why wouldn't I do it? Because I was it. so busy focused on, yeah, but I need more houses for the future so we can have fun. Well, fuck it. Why not have fun now? You know, you know, and it, it, it reminds me of glamorous. the picture. It reminds me of the picture of when you're on like two phones on your laptop and your kid is there and you're not even paying attention. Right. Like that's an yeah. that's an intense photo, man. Yeah, and you're like, this is what my life was like. Yeah, and then you're yeah. the way the way you're living your life now is like it's actually you're you're, and and here's the thing: you've made some very very important decisions in your life that have allowed you to have this lifestyle and have this this as a choice. Um, what would you say for people who are not there right now? They don't have the passive income. They don't have the um, the income properties and they're they're yeah. feeling what you were feeling they maybe they were um they're they're in a job that they hate they're miserable or they're bored or whatever it is and they have another passion project but they don't have that they don't have a big buffer of savings or they don't have income what could you say yeah. say to those people yeah so I can say to those people is figure out the magic number so get a hold of your finances. Um, I have a spreadsheet that I use. If the listeners want it, I can I can make it available to them um, for, mm-hmm. for free just for listening. Uh, but basically, it's just a spreadsheet of cash flow. People think they need more money than they actually do. Um, and you yeah. might be surprised <laughs> that you don't need as much as you think you need. But even by doing this exercise, you know, you get the spreadsheet, you know where all the money's flowing, then you can start to... Um, make note of some things, some of the expenses. That's the awareness oh, you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, now, now you're raising your financial awareness. So now you're in the spreadsheet, you're looking at it, you're like, holy shit, we spend 175 bucks on freaking TV and internet every month. Do we need all that? Yeah. Then it starts to, you're like, well, maybe we don't. Maybe we just have Netflix and we don't have cable and now we'll have more time to spend with our family and we've just saved 100 bucks on cable, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so instead of, Work, work, work so you can have more money so you can spend it on shit you don't need. Work less and actually enjoy the stuff that is already around. But, you know, I don't want to make it like it's just like just super easy. Just (laughs) stop, stop working and then go have fun with your family. Like you got to first step is to, to do the exercise and become aware of your finances start to see if there are ways to cut down some of your expenses. So for groceries, you know, like we eat organic stuff. If we eat organic in a grocery store, it's going to cost a lot of money. Instead, yeah. I support local farmers. I go to the farm. You know, there, there's ways to do things differently. So you, you get creative and it's just, it's just, it becomes a mindset shift. So yeah. that's your expenses. Then you start to brainstorm ideas on, well, how can I bring in, how can we bring in a couple extra bucks? Is it even doable? You know, maybe you become an Uber driver. You know, maybe you start selling stuff online. You know, like There's what is it that options. interests you? So, you know, make a list of the shit that interests you and see where it goes. So, uh, you know, on that note, like, so 
as I said, you know, I, I said that education interests me. I always knew I wanted to build schools, but I was just so overwhelmed by it. I had that idea years ago when I read a book. It was called Leaving Microsoft to Change the World. This guy worked at Microsoft. He went on a trip. He went to Nepal. He saw the, the lack of schools and education there. Um, and there was a boy who asked him, he's like, can you bring us back some books? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but the kid, you know, obviously doubted him, right? He ended up coming back and he, he ended up creating an organization. Um, and now, you know, they build schools. There's books and it's called Room to Read. So that inspired me. So it's like, okay, well, because uh, I was always overwhelmed. How am I going to build a school in Africa or Ecuador or whatever? Yeah, share, us, so about, overwhelming. share us about your school build. Yeah. So I, I just partnered with an organization that's already doing it. At the time, they were called Free the Children. Now they're called We.org. Yeah. They've been doing this for many, many years. Such an inspiring story. Uh, and I just leveraged their resources to build the school. So we we reached our fundraising goal just before the end of 2016. We nice. raised 10,000 bucks. Congrats, man. Thanks. And uh, the location has been picked uh, in Ecuador, um, just uh, in the Amazon. And it's happening. So they, they got the location. It's in a, a, a little a village called Kanambu. So it's exciting. It's fucking real now. Yeah, so it's happening. Years ago, like I always visualized – taking a group of people to this school and um, having fun with the kids and volunteering and exploring and learning the culture. And I have an, another call with we.org tomorrow and I'm fucking putting this program, I'm putting this <laughs> together and I have people that have already said that they want to come and this is the start. So I've committed to building at least one school in another country per year. So the next one's going to be in Kenya in Africa, and then the one after that's going to be India. So, whoa, yeah. So I, amazing. I've got dude. some pretty cool things. Uh, like that, that stuff excites me because I know education. I believe that education is is the is the is the best way that we can positively impact our world. Yeah. When when more people are educated, the world get educated with the right things. <laughs> <laughs> right. Absolutely, yeah. man. Yeah, dude, so wicked. That's, that's the school stuff. And the, the health stuff, basically, I, I'm taking everything that I've learned over the last handful of years uh, that have helped me get some pretty badass results. And um, like you know, getting just, shredded, like gaining, like gaining muscle. Yeah, doing competition, doing um, not marathons, but but uh, uh, I've done marathons. Courses. I've done. I'm into Tough Mudder and yeah. Spartan Race and all that shit right now. I'm just like I'm into the extreme stuff. So yeah, um, it, it's not even just so you're gonna lose weight. You're gonna have higher energy levels. You know, you you can pack on pounds of muscle if you want. The the big thing with the whole program is it's not like the 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 goal isn't just weight loss. It's feel good. Yeah. That's the first goal. Ultimately. Just feel better than you did yesterday. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm 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 probably midway through putting the program together. Um, it'll it's more than likely going to go live probably in the next uh, probably within a month, and I'm really excited to get it online. So it's a it's a 60 day program, and you basically check in every day. And I just give you nuggets every day. Uh, and this is what I was talking about earlier about when I'm creating these videos and shit. Yeah. Like I'm, I get so pumped up over this because 
uh, I, I've shifted from making money to making an impact. Yeah. And that's been one of the major shifts for me in my life. I used to chase the money. I used to you know, try to find clients. Now it's just give value. Just keep sharing good shit. And eventually, you know, people connect with your message. They follow you. And, you know, if you have products down the line, you have them. Cool. But I'm not, I'm not so much focused on the, the dollar signs anymore. Uh, I'm focused on how can I help people have a better life? Because I know how miserable I was working in a job. Um, and I was missing out on life. Yeah. Um, and I, I want to help wake people up that th- there are, there's an alternative. It may seem distant right now. And this shit doesn't happen overnight. Like this plan that I created took some time, right? It took some time, it but I, I connected, <laughs> right. I'm a work in progress, but I surrounded myself with the right people, which helped to accelerate that. Yeah. You know, me trying to do it all on my own. And there's some things that you have to do on your own. But there's also a great value in asking for help and surrounding yourself with the people that are already doing what you're looking to do. Yeah, Dude, and, and everyone who's listening, I know they can feel like how excited and energetic you are about it, how passionate you are about, about what you're up to. And like you, you are someone who I see as one of the people who continues to make an impact who makes a like a conscious effort to live exactly what you are teaching people and um and it's very transparent the way the way you share about what your journey has been so i hope people find you and and look you up so tell us a little bit about uh, where we can find you and stalk you online yeah so my website is mikegillespie.com um i'm very active on facebook as well so I don't know if you have like show notes or whatever. I don't have my yeah. Exact, they'll, be, they'll be full show notes. Yeah. So I'll just uh, give you my Facebook uh, uh, profile page, and uh, yeah, if you resonated uh, with any of what I've said, you want to connect with me, uh, reach out to me uh, on Facebook, and uh, yeah, that's uh, that's that. Dude, what a pleasure, man. I, I hope we can do this again and we can chat a little bit more about how your projects are progressing. But I hope everyone goes and takes a look at what you're up to and what you're creating. And also yeah. pay attention to when the, your, your health course is going to be coming out and about your school build and your retreats. It's going to be just epic. Yes, bro. I love that word. <laughs> Yeah. Thanks, man. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you, man. Hey, everybody. It's Oliver. Before you take off, just wanted to invite you to my weekly newsletter called Oliver's Picks. This is my weekly recommendations for what I find educational, empowering, entertaining, and engaging. So if you're interested in a dose of goodness, inspiration, tools for growth, uh, different things like that, head on over to olivermanalise.com slash picks. As well, if you haven't already, I would really appreciate you heading on over to iTunes, giving us a five-star rating, and writing a review for us. That would mean the world to me. That would support the show in helping us grow and getting the conversation out there. As well, if you're looking for the show notes for each episode and all episodes, you can find them at olivermanalise.com slash show. If there's any feedback or comments or questions that you have for me, I would love to hear from you at podcast at olivermanalise.com. And that is all. Thank you so much for listening. We will talk again soon.